interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special report. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Clicks Attic Podcast. I am your host, Spencer Heim. Join with me are my two co-hosts, Brad Milborn and James Manios. Introduce yourself, fellas. Yo. You said my last name wrong. He said my last name wrong, too, so I wasn't going to bring it up. (laughs) It's Brad Milburn. Milburn. Okay. Brad Milburn. James Manus. James Manus. Got it. Manus with an M. All right. Let, let, like, here we're going. I'm going from the top. Oh, Last was, time we're doing I it. I was going to just keep going with that. Oh, we're starting oh, over again. No, I would start over. I was going with that. We were working it. I thought we were doing a bit. This is, oh, and you know what? I'm going to keep this in, too. Let's go. And uh, you guys heard that. that. That's our guest. He already spoiled himself. So, Spencer, would yeah. you like to introduce our guest? I would. I will be, am proud and happy to introduce our very first guest on this podcast. No one else than Mr. Caleb Reddick. Hello, everybody. Woo. With only one D. One D. <laughs> one D. For those out there, he has one D in his name, not two, because one D is all you need. <laughs> it's debatable. We are here with Caleb. Yep. And. We are here talking about 300 Modern. That's something that we're going to do here on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, a lot. We, we, might, we might venture off at points, but we're, we, this is going to be a 300 Modern base. Like, this is not a this is not a casual podcast. We might talk about casual things sometimes, but this is, this is 300 Modern. This is what you guys know and love. So, you know, if you're casual, I'm sorry. We love you, but... Keep playing Hero Clicks. You just don't like to play it like we do, and that's okay. You just don't matter. Well, you casuals keep cracking packs. That's what I'm gonna say. Keep cracking packs. You matter. We just don't play the same game, and it's okay. Exactly. We have Caleb on the show. He just won a tournament recently. He did. He just won our 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 big local tournament. Yeah, big regional tank open. Yep. Out of Oklahoma. It's actually second time he's won it. There's only been two it is. currently. It is. He is actually the only winner of a tank open. Mm-hmm. And I Man, the- I had just... Caleb forgot about that stat, too. <laughs> he has actually won probably the vast majority of tournaments in Oklahoma and probably the surrounding areas. Uh, every time he comes to Dice Addiction, he usually wins. Uh, and for good reason, yeah. he's a pretty good player. Uh, I think, what, did you top 16 or top 8 in Florida? Uh, top eight for 300 modern. Ooh, see, and well, I know we haven't had like a worlds or nationals, but last big event before that, would you place in? Uh, the last big event was the online Hero Clicks for Huntington's. That was uh, was that the Sunday? Same. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because he was there in Tulsa on Saturday. Well, I know that, but I'm thinking, yeah, that's the that was the <laughs> Saturday event, right? Yeah, and I would have. I got top sixteen on that. See, there you go. That's his resume. He goes to tournaments and he wins them. Exactly. Um, and he also piloted the very aggravating double unseen when he was legal too. Oh yes. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> I made a meme about that, saying they were here to fuck shit up, and it got called regional tech, and it made me very sad. <sighs> no, it it is a safe bet. That if you're hosting a low, a competitive tournament, a large tournament, and Caleb Reddick walks through those doors, he is a threat to win any event he goes at. Exactly. Like, he you is. were undefeated both tournaments, correct? Yes. See? Boom. We played, what did we play, nine rounds? The first one, and then... Yeah, it was, it was nine six, rounds, the first one. Six for the next one, because we had a lower attendance, but... Yeah. Okay. So what, what, we'll call, we'll call it luck. Call it luck. Okay. Well, why don't you describe your luck from that day then? 
Okay. Uh, well, I can go over the team and why I picked it. Okay. Um, so just getting back from Florida, I did not want to have to make a new team. My mind was not in the creative mindset. So I copied a team that was there. Um, props going to Tyler Spees for his animal build. Uh, the animal team consists of Spider Hammer Eye, a chip with the green mitt that she generates, three maggots, two gorilla grods at 10 points, the high evolutionary prime that comes equipped with his isotope that gives plus two perplex. He also gives up to three more theme teams which is pretty important. And then Ultra Humanite at 25 with the Waldo arms. And then a heavy object to finish out the three objects. See, I always forget that Hayevo does that for the theme. I, I, I was just about to say that. I did, not, I did not know that until I actually played the team or played a yep. version of the team. I, I did not know that. That is, is scary good. And he used to the the when he first came out, it was he was increased. No, he made something. He made named. an animal. He he was like the uh, Captain Venom for Animal. He made him a named. That's the name theme team, which with the new changes didn't matter. So they just said, "Well, we'll just give him an in more theme team probs." And so the team has four printed probs plus six theme team probs, and a it... bunch of free attackers, <laughs> and lots yeah. of. Office attacks or regular yeah. like yeah, I it, think I remember at one point you went down like a hundred and something points and then I was like oh wow and then the next turn you were like I just took 200 and I was like what's <laughs> going on <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah Waldo arms giving a potential free attack or free in cap and then spider hammerized trait you get to pick a character or a team ability and do a free attack with him then the three maggots and then the Mitt construct also is autonomous that can come in 10 for one, which doesn't sound like much, but it actually kills characters of like a flash after being poisoned. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what role you need because you got 10 probs, right? The last option <laughs> I got was the emotional modifier, which again was a huge part to get around all the changes of Jason Wingard, all the mind controls of Jason Wingard. Decreasing defense and decreasing attacks as needed. The team is just so good. It's just, it just it, it it there is it is one of the first hero click teams I've seen, and I don't want to just compliment the new hotness. Is one of the first hero click teams I've seen where, where there is legit. You can look at that team and go, there is no wasted points here. Like there is none. You have you have squeezed every every bit of three hundred points out of three hundred modern in that team. Just hyper it's, efficient. It, it's so hyper efficient. Like, grods are doing things when you don't think they need to. Oh, I just tokened your team down. Now you have to clear next turn. Like, yep. and, and I'm going to get well, this the all thing that I, again. I liked about the grods is if you don't kill the grods, they can leap climb mind control. Mm-hmm. And the word still, I don't know if it's doable to where you can quake mind control. I've heard people say yes. I've heard people say no. But you can make them a 12 attack and then leap climb mind control. One or more, depending on what the ruling is. Ask your judge. Ask your judge what they would rule it before you try that out. But either way, you can still like leap climb mind control, dude, for like ten points. Right, ten points, and you have a twelve attack. And then if you position them in hindering, you can roll for that trait and potentially ping them for a damage as well. Or token them down, yeah. Or token them down. Yeah, because those traits on those uh, troublemakers, that's usually something that you kind of forget about on there sometimes until it act- the situation actually comes up. I don't know about you guys, but it does for me. Like, I, I don't even think about it until, like, I look down at my car and I'm like, oh, shit. Y'all are in some hindrance, so I'm just going to go ahead and roll for this. Or, you know, with Brainiac, you know, the elevation, you know. So it, it's one of those things that... You're the one about it. You're like, oh crap. Yeah. I mean, if they're doing it, you. Yeah, because I that happened to me in playtesting with Spencer. He took me to WWE arena, 
and I just pick the side with hindering because I'm like, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. And then he comes over and just tokens me down. I'm like, oh, wow, that's the game because now I don't do anything for a whole turn. Uh, and he didn't know and, he had and, it either. And I remember until... they had that trait. I remember they had that trait literally before I asked James if his team was hindering. I, I looked at his card and I was like, hey, are you in hindering? Because this has not come up all night. I, it hasn't been a thing. So I, I, I echo what Brad's saying. Like It is a trait you you can forget about, but it, it's just a, it's like a, it's like the sprinkles on the Sunday. It doesn't need to be there, but it is there and it makes it great. Yep. Because he's mainly there for empower, right? Yep. Two empowers. And that allows your, uh, your autonomous pogs to bust down a wall, at least one of them. That way you can get the people hiding back on the back line. Yeah, it's almost like yeah, you've got to play Molecule Man now so you can try to put 10 Barrier out just to, like, not get wrecked. But even then, like, teams are so big, it's hard to conceive your whole team. Right. You know? They're getting in because I know in that finals match with Micah, he tried to Barrier, but he left you a way for you to get in there and blow up a wall, and then it, it was over from there, really. Like, he fought back, yeah. but you were able to get that first engagement in on your He term. had two pogs to make two Lord Gaia to make eight barrier and that still wasn't enough to keep me from killing a spider pharaoh yep which loses him all that mobility plus one damage PD yeah lots of stuff so um, so while we're, we we bring up the uh, the Maya matchup was is it is it I mean I don't want to I don't want to insult anyone you played all day I mean obviously I've played competitive tournaments I know when you you whether you win or lose you uh you have matches that were really that could have been easy. You had matches that could have been hard. Uh, what was your toughest match all day? Was it the match against Micah in the finals? So the toughest match was actually the X Men, um, with Chase A using the rev- uh, revival Kirkone revival gotcha. because he also had three maggots and granted he's given up points. He he has the same poison autonomous attacks. He has a retail Dark Phoenix, and even if I kill a maggot, he just brings them back and then can do more pogs. So that was the toughest one just because I really couldn't ever kill Chase A. I never did. Both times I played him. Um, back. You played him in round yeah, four and then yeah. top four. Yep. Lucas and top was that? The fourth oh, okay. and then... top four game was against the same guy. Um. That was probably the toughest match just because I I couldn't kill. It was so hard to even kill a 25-point Magneto because he could either mastermind or bring him back. Um, the cool thing about the trait bringing him back is I could make the autonomous Flurry Blades pog. And so that's just more attacks, more autonomous for my first move up and attack because a couple of those pogs are autonomous. I forget that. I forget that I think... I think because I think there's six pogs and I think three are autonomous and three aren't. And the ones that are autonomous, it's just it's just extra value there. Yep. And one of them is and that's not to say Krakone Revival is very strong. It's right. very strong. But I mean, it's there that that's the definition of double edged sword for me. Because if you start handing out autonomous so, pogs that are And you're also dangerously getting close to Mercy killed. And you, yes, give it because the pogs stack. So, like the first one's 10, and then the second one they bring back is worth 20 points, and then the third one's worth 30 points. So, if they bring back two, that's already 30 points plus the figures that you brought back. Because mm-hmm. I think a couple of matches that I remember him getting recorded for, he was pushing like 345, 365 area, which I mean, of course, you're going to try if you're going to, I mean, if you're going down, you're going down. But I mean, it allows you to stay in that game a lot longer. But it's not, it's not as good as I thought it could be. I, I mean, you get too close to that mercy kill for me to actually be comfortable playing it. Mm-hmm. But funny thing, times I've been to this tank open, I played against a Krakoan revival team, and they were both my probably my hardest matches. Like Brad ran it for the first tank open. Krakoan revival. Brad. Not this Brad. <laughs> All right, yes, not this Brad. Yeah, 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 Brad Broyles. Brad Broyles. Yeah. 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 I mean, he got he was uh, second back to back days. You know, he channeled his inner Easton there. <laughs> so, I mean, 
basically, basically, Caleb, what, the whole gist of what I'm getting is you're saying that Micah wasn't shit, right? I'm saying good, <laughs> but it was easier to beat him than, than Revival. Got it. Micah ain't shit. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I, that I, I, I got to watch that match. Uh, me and James were were judging the event. I got to watch that match live, and emotional modifier just completely hoses Jason. It it can completely just ruin his day. Mike have played, I thought a top top notch game, even though he was behind for most of the game. But yeah, 10, 10, 10 points just completely shut off. Jason is just it's nuts. <laughs> One thing I learned, and luckily it wasn't too hard way too of part of the way whatever that means that your emotional modifier equipped character has to have line of fire to give battle fury but he was blocked line of fire with um rookies to then use mind control to have my characters come over and hit my which could have ended bad but luckily he missed some attacks that were pretty important i mean heck it's still a game of dice rolls at the end but of the day even with 10 still dice to be rolled. Exactly. Exactly. So also, Caleb, we didn't do this when we introduced you. Are you part of a Heroclix team that are so popular right now? I am. In fact, uh, I'm part of the Clicksmen. The Clicksmen team based out of Texas. I'm one of... Just uh, all of Texas. It's... <laughs> One in Texas. Well, there's With like the- two other teams, maybe like one and a half in Texas, right? Uh, there's Earth, maybe Ragnarok. I don't know what's going on with Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many members Clicksmen have? I don't think Mike and Charlie know exactly how many members they I don't have. Know. <laughs> Anyone knows exactly. <laughs> knows the exact number. You're just all over Texas and all over. Place. I don't think there's enough X Men to cover <laughs> the members of Uncanny right now. <laughs> We're gonna have to go alternate versions of other characters. Like Caleb, are you like Ultimate Beast or something? I'm Dupe. Dupe is my character. <laughs> Dupe. Yeah. Now, little caveat: I haven't read a single comic book in my life. So when they asked me to pick an X Men, I just Googled X Men. Came up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, definitely Dupe." Yeah, the Green Booger. Dude, he That's rides me. a motorcycle and got a tiger. Yeah, easy rider with a tiger. <laughs> so as as we're talking about the tank open, I, I mean, obviously it's a it's an event that's special for me and James specifically, because um, it's a, it's in our like it's in our backyard. You know, it's 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 hosted out of a store that we've both been loyal to for years. Um, one question when we were we were we were coming up for things to things to do on this episode one question that came to mind that just it stuck in the back of my head and i wanted to get it out there because it's something that i want to know more is what gets you to travel for clicks um is it money is it the prestige of winning is it just the competitive desire to beat someone at something you enjoy doing um what what gets you what gets you to come out because you're you're i mean you've you've come to our our two our new our new our new thing the tank open you've come to a, both of them you've won both of them but like, what what gets Caleb out in the morning that says, you know what, I'm gonna go compete in Hero Tournament today. I'm gonna drive to do it. You know, it's definitely the competitive competitive aspect. Um, okay. the, here in Oklahoma City, where or Edmond, but mostly Oklahoma City, none of the places around here have competitive tournaments. They're all casual, and okay. so that fix and Tulsa and Lawton are the two closest, but they're both an hour and a half away. So the definitely the playing competitive is what gets me to go gotcha gotcha plus it's only an hour and a half so it's the drive is not that bad rising rising and if it's a wko prizing and gets me into worlds or nationals without having to spend a bunch of money on like grinders or whatever yes because i mean i'm sorry like if if you're prizing that you're giving out is you know monthly OPLEs from four or five years ago. <laughs> I'm probably not going to come out. 
but you know if you've got some like con exclusives or you know with the chase and prime sets like with the rock states or you know money or sealed product if you got something like that then i'm i'm willing to travel i've i've traveled to like i live in georgia and i've traveled to oklahoma for you know events there at dice addiction i've traveled to, to arkansas and for in game goblins for rock states i've gotten I, i've driven ridiculous amounts partially because of prizing partially because you see my friends but i mean for any for just hero clicks wise it's surprising for me see me it's more the aspect of seeing people because i don't travel very often because people usually come and play at my store so i don't get to play but i get to love seeing people that's my favorite aspect of traveling especially when i go down to texas or little rock you know getting to see the people i've gotten to see so you know i like prizing but you know depending on the distance and the p the company that i will be keeping i it might be worth it for me more to go so i mean i definitely see the competitive nature i mean I'm very competitive. I love that this is my outlet for it. But, you know, I love people. I love seeing people. That's why I like putting on a tournament so people can come see me and I can be lazy and not travel as much. Except <laughs> Brad. Brad yeah. never comes. Ever. Well, I, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the like first tank six. I, <laughs> First tank open, yeah, for you, Brad? there was like a gas crisis. I didn't want to get stuck in <laughs> Alabama and have to call Howard to come get me. Because <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, I ran out of gas. No, I think uh, I I kind of echo some of what James is saying. Because like, even, like, even there have been days where we've held big tournaments, whether it's tank open, whether it's a WKO. Like, when we've done these big tournaments, like, Hosting them is hard. It's hard work. It's not. It's not like an easy. It's not like us just sitting back there and answering a couple of questions on line of fire or something. Like, it's a. It's work. You got to put into it. You got to be. You got to be ready for it. But every single day that we do, every time we do one, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, we're gonna get to see this person. We're gonna get to see Caleb. We're gonna get to see this person because we're we're such a. I feel like we're a really good hosting store. You know, unfortunately, it doesn't lend me and James a lot of time to play in these events, which is unfortunate um but you know as we build our local community we're hoping we can get a couple other judges in here that can you know maybe someone helps james judge a tournament or someone helps me judge a tournament that one of us can get to play um but as far as me traveling it's i i echo 100 with caleb it's the competitive aspect it's the it's the i want i want to see because it's very easy to get locked into like if you like consistently win local events it's very easy to get locked in that like oh you know I know just the p local people here. Like, I walk into a tournament, I'm probably going two one or three zero. Like, I just, I just know. But driving and playing where there's 25 people you don't know, you might know one or two of them just from another event you've been at. You don't know what everyone's skill level is at. It's a great competitive outlet for me. So that's why I do it. And Tulsa is actually a good meeting point for three very well known teams. Mm -hmm. With the Phoenix Nest and Juggernauts and Clicksman. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, yeah. there's not a lot of Juggernauts these days anymore. So, let me Tulsa used to be a good meeting point. <laughs> it was. Those were the good old days, man. Yeah, uh, it, but a lot of people, you know, the game passes them by and that's understandable. You know, life happens and you know, we love them. We miss them. You know, we're friends outside of Clicks, but Clicks has to go on. It doesn't stop. But yes, I am super excited to get some people in so I too can lose to Caleb. Right? <laughs> so, Caleb, you also recently uh, went to the Clicks Cup before the tank opened. Is that correct? Yes. What was your experience with that? Was that just, you know, did you enjoy it? Did you like the experience? Yeah. Yeah. So Florida was awesome. Um, my girlfriend Sarah came with me, and we initially, obviously, went up there to play HeroClick. Spent a day in Disney. It was so close to Disney World. Like, got to spend a day there. Had uh, to. 
incredible. Like the hotel was great. Being able to go from the event, the room straight up to the hotel room and they had places to eat inside the hotel. You, if you didn't want to, you didn't have to leave the resort. You could just stay in the hotel. There's so much to do, but it's just so close to everything. But the, and then the event itself, David did a great job. The judges there were awesome. I don't have the only, only complaint I had was the prizing. It just wasn't as good as a typical worlds or nationals. Um, for example, in one of the events, the 400 Silver Age, I got uh, fourth. And I think my prizing was three boosters from X-Men Rising Fall for getting fourth place, which to me just seems super not what it should be. But I know that it was a lot of David kind of paying out of his pocket for everything and a large part to do with it. So that would yeah, be the I, complaint. Yeah, yeah, I was – that was the only – like the, the big reason because I know like uh, he, he came out of pocket because I remember seeing when he first announced everything that he was saying, he's coming out of pocket for a lot of these deposits and, and everything. And like, you know, that's why the date to get everything paid for was so far in advance. So that's why I couldn't do it. But, uh, you know, from what I understood, like they're taking feedback and looking at doing this again. Uh, like I heard, I guess it's probably going to like looking at more winter time frame. Because uh, Florida in July is terrible because I'm close enough to Florida to know that it's terrible here in Georgia. So it's not fun in Florida. It's not fun so, in Oklahoma either. No, it's just awful. Um, so w- is this, would you say like it's something that was similar to you ever gone to like the rock cup when it was still in atlanta yes that was actually the first competitive tournament i went to was the rock cup in atlanta at that hotel um okay had the event center and then the hotel upstairs um right so it was was it something similar to like the previous rock cups like that in what terms as far as players show up prizing uh, just the overall like feel of the tournament, like you know, you're you know you're able to roll out of your bed, go downstairs, and play hero clicks, you know, yes. in your pajamas and and socks and everything, you know, didn't really have to do much if you wanted to go down and play hero clicks, you know. Yes, there was an all yeah. in Atlanta. There was a or a, a bar right outside the conference room, and so you could. Yep. When I was there, they had a special on Long Island iced teas, and so I would have one or a few of those <laughs> like how quickly he edited that i'd have one actually <laughs> it, was, it was multiple <laughs> <laughs> but didn't have to worry about driving afterwards because your hotel room was right up no dude that that was such it was such a great experience and i i was i didn't i wasn't even playing it i was uh i was there with dice addiction help run their their uh little pop-up you know and but it was such a good experience like She's like, oh, hey, we're done for the day. To get an elevator, go up to your room, go to bed, come back down, do the same thing the next day. And oh, it, was, it was such a blast getting to have a tournament in the hotel. Like you said, the bar was right outside. You didn't have to leave. There was no like, oh, what are we, you know, like, what are, what are we going to, you know. It, it, was, it was just nice having all one thing. It was so nice. Such a good time. I'm really hoping, like, you know, I know David said that uh, he's going to be doing this again, so I'm probably going to look at trying to go to the next one. But I'm really hoping, like, once this COVID situation and everything is straightened out, you know, that, you know, Rock Cup can start trying to get back into a ballroom. Because, I mean, there's it's one thing, you know, to say an event is like a major event. Uh, but it's another to show that it's a major event. You know, being in a store, you know, it, yeah. it's fine. But at the end of the day, if you, me personally, this is just my personal opinion, it just feels like a big regional. But when you put in a ballroom in a hotel, you give it that pageantry of, hey, this is a world's level event. You know, that just makes it feel different. That's why, like, you know, if watch wrestling that's why wrestlemania is such the biggest show ever it's you know not because the wrestling's that much better which i mean the guys probably 
give it a little more, but it's just the pageantry of it all. It's not no hell in a cell, man. It's <laughs> right. It's, you know, right. SummerSlam doesn't even, like, compare no. to WrestleMania. Like, WrestleMania right. is it's just... when people who don't play or watch wrestling watch, so those kind of events should bring people in who aren't normally playing because they're like, oh, man, I'm playing in this kind of tournament. Well, it's also, you're also putting it, like, I, I 100% echo what Brad's saying because, like, if you have, like, a big event in a store, right, you're still in a game store, you're still in a comic store, a combination of the two, where, like, this game is, like, it's at home there, right? The second you put it in the ballroom of a hotel, like, you're taking this game in the in the in the context and in the uh the home that it usually exists in and you're putting it on a big stage and you're putting it in a a new unfamiliar place and it you said half the time you stay at a hotel right you got you got something going on a hotel you're always intrigued about what's going on whether it's a wedding whether it's some kind of event you're like oh the hotel is using that like that's that's interesting like half the time, you know you come down and you see a hero clicks event you got 200 hero clicks players in there like it's such a good advertisement for the game. It's such a good like, oh, this isn't just a bunch of you know guys throwing dice in a grimy game store. Like, no, this is a this is a hotel ballroom. Like, there's tables lining the lining the event center. Like, it's it's so cool, and I hope we get back to that. Caleb, what are your yeah. thoughts on the current meta that we're in, excluding? Uh, if you want to mention Rise and Fall. Fine. I think, yeah, the next major tournaments are going to be involving Rise and Fall. So, with Rise and Fall, what are your thoughts? Like, I know you were talking about something. I'm not going to say what it was, you know, before we got on recording. But, like, what is your head wanting to do right now? Is it, like, banging against the wall? Do you feel fine? Like, what's up? Well, I, I mean, I will call the elephant in the room. The swap out with Magneto and also with professor x is mind-numbing and complicated and it's probably the first time that i've used the swap out i didn't do it when fantastic four um i didn't really focus on it it's like you're working with algebra and trying to find the parts and it's really hard um Who that's the hell did they put letters in math what the hell is this Right. Well, and the thing the thing that throws it all off is they've made Magneto the swap out only forty points. Everything else, I see most other things on Hellfire or Brotherhood, they're all twenty five point increments, fifty, twenty five, seventy five. Most of them. There are a few exceptions, so it makes it very difficult to make this. Um, that's probably that in Blackheart. I mean. Aside from being on Hellfire, Blackheart's probably going to be the most used piece, I think, in um, Rise and Fall with the uh, Hellfire guards. That's what I'm most excited about in the set. So does that uh, mean you're off Secret Six? Because... I, I've been off Theme Team Secret Six since I won in Tulsa with it. Okay. Because, one, if you don't have Barrier on your team, you cannot survive. I think that Barrier is... You can't survive if you're using Secret Six. So if you're doing Six, Secret Six, you need to do it with monsters with the Orange Proteus. That's I think that's the best uh, combo for them. And the nice thing about Blackheart is he also has the monster keyword, so he can be added to that team as well. And Blackheart. Uh, aside aside from the new Rise and Fall, and, and I mean Master Mold, obviously when he becomes legal and more widely used, um, I love the idea of that. As it's already been pointed out, map size doesn't matter. I mean, your team's going to be able to cross the map, and if it can't, you need to rework your team um, because that that's so important. And the idea of if you go second, you lose is absolutely most of the time true. If you don't if you don't win map roll and you go second, you're going to get alpha first, and most teams can. Yep. See, and we thought when the new rules came into effect, you know, you were only going to be able to get a plus three max on your theme team rules. We, everybody was saying, well, I guess theme team's not important anymore. It just became the opposite. Right. It's more ridiculous. It's just as ridiculous, if not more ridiculous now. Well, and the average, I would say the average theme team before the new rules was a five. I think that was kind of the normal yeah. average. I would say now the average is a seven or an eight. You've got teams running scientists plus ten or eleven, and 
you know, this animal team I had was a nine. Yeah, if you've got, if your theme team is less than seven, you either need to rework that theme team or just go on theme. I like that, you, you know, if you're Micah, don't you? <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things, man. Like, what's a like plus four, plus five, even plus six? Like, was like, what's that really gonna get you? That'll get you some theme team probs, but like outside of playing the unthemed teams, you're not gonna have an advantage on anybody. You're gonna be at a deficit, you know, against pretty much everybody except unthemed teams. Mm-hmm. Non-themed, so you just did. well, something these questions will hit on from Facebook that the what are the pieces that you think are underused or overused or overhyped? Um, I think the idea of tent pole, like I don't think if you're running a figure that's a hundred points, I think you're doing something wrong. I don't think that you know whatever team that won in Florida, their highest point piece was fifty. Um. With the animal team that I ran, the highest point was sixty. Yeah, it was it was the samurai, right? Yeah, that was the highest point figure. Yeah. And see, that hurts my my heart because I learned playing clicks like you had your temple, you'd have like your little guy, your little secondary attacker, and then you know, and then you had all your support and that's just not viable because if you're not at, if you're not rolling dice for attacks four times a turn on an attacking turn you're doing you're not doing something right yep right and now out actioned and, and ran i mean you just will not be able to keep up because these teams that have you know 11 characters 10 characters your one person can't take out that many nope you take out three <laughs> of them and then six more dudes hit you yeah when you have <laughs> area that's 30 points and has a stop click your tent pole can get him to his last click and that's it so yeah you, and i feel like three or four or five like some of the some of the point economy like you know whiz kids did it for like these lower point figures you know they made the point economy so great but then like these higher point figures it's just still like you know 150 points for seven clicks in a an 11 four up top and uh, i'm like oh when you can get like what is it like a a 12 5 with flat with a flash and a power gem for 40 points like, yeah for for 40 points i mean you get really, a 12, really 60 because you really need the other flash to yeah that the power gem is so so one of the best objects now it's if you mm-hmm. see it on your opponent's team you either have to destroy it or plan on how to kill the figure that's equipped with it Luckily, it's usually a Sky Tyrant, and those die pretty quickly if you can hit it before it kills something. But usually, if they're going first, they're killing something. So, and that's just where you're at. you got to accept that clicks are going to die, and you've got to probably plan on which ones you're okay with losing and which ones you aren't okay with losing. Yep. So, I know the old gaze, you know, if you lost a click, it sometimes meant you lost the game because games would go to time and you'd lose 30 to 0. You know, now it's not. that's not happening. At all, I had a few games where I lost Spider Hammer Eye, um, and even with him gone, I was able to come back and with all of the autonomous attacks, and then the maggots themselves being able to attack, and the grods, and I mean it. It just even losing Hammer Eye, which is, I would say, one of the better attackers on the team, still able to come back and win without him. Yeah, it's just like it, it's so. These teams have to be so versatile now that if. If you lose a few pieces, that you can still deal damage. And that's where we're getting at is why are you paying 50 points for a piece when you can pay 30 and get... Yeah, it's a little bit less click, but it's so much more powerful. Yeah, I think we're I think we're definitely at a point in the game where you're seeing a lot of 230s is way better than 160. Or two better, 230s is way better than 150. Like, like it, there's, it's... The game is so aggressively cost right now as far as... And I, I, I have a theory. I have a theory that the, whoever is, I don't, it's just a theory. Um, there, are, there are figures that you can tell are getting made for collectors, and there are figures you can tell are getting made with the intent of these pieces are powerful, and these pieces are aggressively costed. I mean, I, I, I actually, well, I, have the, uh, I have the questions pulled up, and I had HD Realms pulled up because I was, I was uh, curious about 
if I was right earlier about the Krakone revival of Pogs, half of them are autonomous. Um, but I was looking. I took I took a peek at Rise and Fall. You guys were you were just talking, and there are some figures in this set that just stand out to me as like this figure was made for a collector. This figure was made for someone that's like, yo, I want to see this guy jump off the page onto my map and be cool. It's like that's great. It it it's not going to hold up. <laughs> 100-point figure, I, I, I agree with what Caleb said. If you're playing a 100-point figure right now, I don't know who you're playing that's worth 100 points. Well, recent before Secret Six was Black Widow, but even she doesn't, I mean, with no reducers, two poisons, and she loses her recruit click, and she's 100 points. Mm-hmm. That's like her best quality, and then you have to roll her to be an attacker, and then she's just not, yeah, 100, 100 points is a lot in, I mean, yeah. even... Like that was one that I have on one of these questions. God Doom is was a uh, top pick of mine, but I just don't think that he's good anymore in in competitive. I, mean, I think uh, I think that that Emperor Gladiator might be able to to do something, especially yes, with like the swap out with X Men. I mean, the only downside is he takes your prime slot. Like that's the only thing that I'm like. Oh, There's so many better primes with him. I don't like. I don't know. With that X-Men swap out, like, I mean, yeah, you got Bishop, but how, like, the game is very close combat oriented that Bishop's just not really relevant. Like, outside of, like, Dark Phoenix sniping you, but then yeah. she's she's gonna come retaliate, so, like, the game is very close combat oriented, which who would have thought, like, what, two years ago that Hero Clicks would be, you know, more close up and close combat oriented than like range base. Yeah, I mean back when Unimind was that's a ten range, can sit back and shoot for ten, perplex up his range to a thirteen, and you know hit you for whatever six damage, or Cyclops ID shoot you from eight squares away. After and outwitting now, you. What's that? After outwitting you. Yeah. From and now it's away. Now it's a uh, you have to be able. I mean, ex, I think flurry exploits probably the best combo you can have right now. Yeah, like if if Bishop came out with the Xavier School mainstay on competitive teams, every single team's gonna have him. Right now, it's like he might pop up, but I don't. I don't know. Like at all, I don't think anyone used Bishop Prime. No, I don't. I don't like from the list and everything that I saw. Uh, for like clicks cup, I didn't see anything, anyone using them. So I mean, if you well, I, take getting put in your face well, on turn two, you know you can't be on a team. I used him for the four hundred silver when I because I did Krakoa and revival and with Bishop Prime and Chase A, but um, his pog really never came into effect because it's a close team anyway. So it it hardly ever came where that shard did anything but just stayed back and looked pretty so bishop did a lot because he has that wit and he gets that you know plus two attack plus one damage if he shares a keyword or or they can use prob or whatever a special is so he does pretty good but he's probably not worth a prime slot over emperor gladiator or mimic prime the new one yeah that that would be like the other yeah that would be like my other option for like a for that prime slot because uh, yeah that mimic was it at 60 points is it picking all the powers yeah, yeah. like it, yeah, he's, I mean, just, uh, he's silly i believe we have some viewer or follower submitted questions for our guest tonight these two are from lewis he first wants to ask you what What's a figure that is underused in the meta and one that is overrated in the meta? Um, so I had to kind of think about this. Um, the I would say one of the underused figures, um, I would call him a fringe piece. Not a lot of people use him. Um, he's from Wonder Woman 80, um, set that he's got this huge 11 charge flurry quake exploit. Um, then he can move six away every time he hits a, an attack. His name's Sky Tyrant. Uh, <laughs> 50 point, and he gets 
stop clicks when he KOs figures. I don't understand why people aren't using him, but expect to see him. You uh, said Sky Tryant? Sky Tyrant. Sky Tryant? Sky Tryant. Sky Tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, though, I, I think the fringe piece right now, the under Felix Faust, um, he's being used, but not a lot. And my gosh, what he does is so annoying. Is he a scientist? He, ooh, I don't know. He is no, he is He's not. not. He, oh, has okay. in, he has Injustice League, Mystical, and Secret Society of Super Villains. Yeah, so mystical or unthemed, that's where we're, that's yeah, where he's being played at. <laughs> Mystical's kind of weird right now. Yeah. I played against the Felix Faust this week, that weekend in Tulsa. Um, I guess last weekend. Um, and I had to dedicate my Spider Hammerize traded free attack to Felix Faust because if I didn't kill him, then potentially all my probs are wasted. Yeah. So yeah. with Hammerize having precision strike, he had to roll a six on senses. But if I didn't do that, then I'm in big trouble. Yeah, because I mean, it's a. 50-50 shot that you, you're you going to not get your prob or you're going to get it with Felix Faust. So it's, it's better just to deal with that 30 points right away before it becomes too much of a nuisance. Andy's mystic, so you have mm. to... It means you can retail on him. Easier. Right. Attack him. I, again, played against this in the Clicks Cup and made a big mistake. I tried to call in a Cyclops ID to snipe him and then retail with Dark Phoenix, not realizing that three clicks kills him. <laughs> so <laughs> called in a Cyclops, shot him for three, took Mystic, and then he was gone. So Ew. you just be aware of how many clicks your opponent has. But yes, you can get pinged, take Mystic, and then retail on him. Have you have your uh, boxing glove hit him for one? Let it yeah. die and then <laughs> generate it again and then get retailed. That is that is a that's a play. All right. Do you have anybody that you think is overrated right now, or is everything being kind of played right now is kind of in its deserved spot? That's exactly how I answered it. I said, "There's some the pieces," <laughs> and I, I I listed Molecule Man, Flash, Tyrant, Commissioner. Nathaniel Richards, Dark Phoenix, Oz, Wingard, Maggots. They're all overused. Lots of teams have them, but it's because they're great currently in the meta. They they do what they're supposed to. They're cheap points. Lots of attacks, lots of options. Can fit on large teams. Great keywords. Um, so I, I don't think that they're overrated. I think they're they're overused, but for good reason. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, yeah, like, when I saw the question, I was trying to think. I was like, I don't know if there is anything overrated. Because, like, with everything being so hyper-efficient, like, trying to get these plus 9, plus 10, plus 11 theme teams, everything has to be efficient. These aren't, like, back in the day where you have, like, you know, a bunch of giant girls or the Flora Colossus, uh, Colossals, like, sitting in the back, and they're just kind of hanging out. Like... Mm -hmm everything's got a job that it has to do and it in you know they need to go off so it's kind of like a, a gear in the machine for the the hero clicks teams right now think about it we're only using three to four actions to do these nine plus teams that have six attacks like it's just crazy to think about like and then the difference between three and four right now is so crazy which makes me wonder why not enough people are playing doom because just being able to limit somebody to three actions or to take away pogs from the animal team because if you get under nine they can't spawn any autonomous attackers besides what uh catcher's mitt you can from what i understand you can't even get the catcher's mitt because it's uh, I, considered a bystander token i thought it was considered a construct got a clear answer for i i generated him in practice against eric but it never came up because i never played eric and okay uh, but interesting i'll have to look uh, into that and see i didn't know that they were thinking that way 
I, yeah, I've again, I've heard both yes and no, so I, I don't have a official WizKids answer to that. But even, sure. even if it is, then you still only can generate that. Yeah, and yeah. not much you're doing other than what hammer eyes a free attack and then a mm. mitt for one. I, if the whale, the Waldo Arms get a free attack, potentially two. Yeah, but still, but it's you, cutting down on so many attacks. Yep, you go from having what potentially one, two, three, four, five, six down to two with one that does one damage. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Quad can't help it because the combat values can't be increased. Mm-hmm. Well, segueing to that, his next question is: What is the best keyword in the game? The best or the top keywords? He said the best keyword in the game. Oh, game. You, I guess you can. If you want to rank them, you can. I would. Say animal is is the best, just because that's what I won with. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like labeling the best keyword in the game is, is such of a like. You could look at like three different keywords on three different days, and you could think they're the best keyword in the yeah, game. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I listed about five, including Animal, that I think are the top in the game currently as far as which one's better. Depends on which team it is because there's lots of different options for each one. But Animal is good, Latveria, Monster, Robot, and Scientist. And Robot gets even better with Master Mold that Hellfire once. New set comes out, I think that's going to jump to one. Well, and also also with like Latveria... That's, you got to remember, that's not just one keyword that it's pulling from either at that point. You're pulling yep. from multiple keywords for Latveria, so it just it gets crazy. And there's some like, interesting figures with those three keywords. Yep, Latveria takes out what past, future, and cosmic. cosmic yeah. Mm. yeah. Flash has two of those. <laughs> Flash does. <laughs> and there was... Some other questions here. Eric Mullaren wants to know: Could uncommon Gorilla Grodd actually be meta in the right hands? <laughs> so seems like an inside joke. There's a reason for this question. <laughs> so I'm teaching my girlfriend Sarah how to how to play, and we're using a lot of Wonder Woman eighty figures because that's what we have so much extra of. Because I had to buy and want <laughs> any of those, so. Her kids have two boxes. Each of each kid has their own box, and Sarah <laughs> and she uses a team with two uncommon grads that use leadership and generate throughout the nights. The team I used didn't generate anybody, and so she was just generating night after night after night after night, and I couldn't beat the team. There's nothing I could do to beat the team because there was so many extra figures that I couldn't do anything to. <laughs> so that is why <laughs> he asked that question. Just spamming the board with gorilla. Oh man, let me tell you. <laughs> if it ain't broke, fix <laughs> it. So you heard it here first, you guys. Caleb Reddick is gonna play double uncommon gorilla grod at the next major event. Double unseen was nothing. Double uncommon <laughs> grod is where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and uh, who's one? Also, wants to know why does Jason Wingard suck? <laughs> I don't know if that's because he doesn't like Jason or was unhappy with how he was ruled. Jason Wingard does not suck. Um, <laughs> is fantastic. I think that the best pog in the game is rookie, and him getting to generate rookie is nuts. Um, but also, the mind control chain can be so a it's time consuming. I mean, if your team, if you're playing a team that can't stop it with Battle Fury and has six plus characters, I mean, you'll spend 10 minutes to 15 minutes going through mind control, attacking your own team, mind control, attacking your own team. And then if you have two Jasons, you do it again. And if you have three Jasons, you do it again. I mean, you could take 25 minute turns potentially just by all the mind controls. And, you know, that mind control is not even, like, the reason why you have Jason on the team. That's, that's just more like, of just, that's extra. That's, like, found money. That's yeah. on the cake is the mind control because he generates two pogs, um, leadership, and can remove tokens from anyone anywhere on the board. I mean, he is so good. And then he has willpower. He tokens off himself. 
and or safeguard outwit. And if cannot, that wasn't enough, yeah. If that uh, wasn't enough, he's so hard he, to you kill. can't outwit him. So hard to kill, and then his rookies get over your barrier if you're outdoors. So if he wins map, which he's only got a plus four if he's playing triple, right? But if he wins yes. map and you don't go indoors, like he's just gonna be able to shoot over him. I found that out the hard way. I forgot they were giants. <laughs> and if you're playing with against or using a pharaoh with him, then those people are shooting oh, yeah. eleven. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think every attack was a negative two for like four damage. It was not cool. Uh, all caps doom was not alive after those attacks. Yep. So I, I think Jason Wingard definitely does not suck. You kind of already answered this one, uh, but he asked why you, uh, Peter asked why you made the switch away from Secret Six at the Clicks Cup, but you you talked about lack of barrier. So. Yeah. Uh so playing in the Huntington's, Heroclix for Huntington's, um, I used the Secret Six team and I played against um, Josafa, who was running a monster, basically the same monster team, and getting to generate all the barrier. I, I couldn't alpha him, I couldn't blow the barrier up, and then he sent Tyrant over and just demolished my team. So having that protection from alpha, and especially alpha, a little, I mean, also range, but opposing alpha too barrier is just so good i do miss getting to outwit people that are protected outwit but <laughs> so you're saying juggernaut has a chance now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's oh man that's the biggest thing i hate with with uh wonder woman coming out i was getting pumped up i was like yeah i'm gonna play juggernaut and then secret six came out and then this the uh, Wonder Woman 80 came out, and that just pooped on all my ideas for that. Yep, that made him very, very hard to play. In my I opinion, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 80 might be the most powerful hero set ever released. It is up there. Just as far as how game-changing that set is on a, like a point-cost fundamental level, that set rewrote the book. Just for the cheap chases, I mean... And the prime, the prime Giganta, that her combo with Wonder Woman, flashes Felix Faust at rare, right? You know, a lot of cheap thirty-point figures. I know Future Foundation had a few of those in Molecule Man, but those are the ones we're playing, right? High evolutionary, either at forty or thirty, depending on which version. You know, we're just playing these cheaper characters that are just mind blowing. You know, you used to have to have like 80 points to get some of these stats that people are having. A 12 attack on a 30 point character is just okay. Yep. I'm I'm still hoping that I can put Juggernaut on the sideline for the the Magneto swap out. I don't care what y'all say. Or Professor he, X. He's X Men too. So. He, I mean, you've got nine spots. Do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say at 90 points, probably. No, because they come in on their higher points, so I think he has to be on sideline at 175. You can pick now for your sideline. Yeah, you, yeah, it's something like, yeah, it's something in the rules. That, like, it doesn't have to. You just choose what point value. It doesn't say where it has to be at its highest point cost, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why, like, there's there's a shot that he can be on there. I'm gonna have him there. I don't care what y'all say. <laughs> God damn! Why do we have so? So we have this other spot because we had made like five different posts about getting questions. Aaron Morgan was. Why does Caleb hate Starro so much? Oh man, this is another. You have to know the story of Starro and Aaron. Um, he he played a, and I don't remember what event. I think it was an a win a map where he was playing Starro on Ancient Hold with, oh gosh, I can't even remember support now, but I couldn't get past his back line. I mean, he he used the walls and just sent out the Starro fights and had that mind control and then dropped in, I think, the the uh, trouble alerts or troublemakers. And, I mean, I just could not do anything to the team. Um, and I don't think I KO'd a single character on his team that game. You know, Aaron Sad since Starro rotated too, but he got him in a movie, so 
There you go. Yep, and that's one. That's a, one of those figures that he was so so good at what he did. Just set his my, little star fights out, and let them do their thing. <laughs> let me let me get my three misses so I can bring out my firestorm. Well, that is uh, that is all of our questions we have for Caleb. Uh, one thing I did want to I want I want to bring up and discuss with Caleb uh, before we before we bring an end to this episode. Um, we wanted to talk about a couple high level events that are coming up. Um, we've got one that me and James plan to attend to. That is going to be on the fourth of September, I believe, in Texas. That's correct. Um, that is a they're hosting a I I gotta be honest it's a fantastic idea for a tournament to me um, they're doing a, a tournament for a master mold is a 300 modern event but it is it has a tier list to build your teams around whereas they have figures ranked um, into three tiers tier one tier two tier three um, you can only use one figure from tier one if you choose not to use a figure from tier one you can use two from tier two um, and you can use a maximum of four figures from the tiers. Um, if that's confusing, we will uh, we can throw up the link on our page to that event. Uh, um, but I, yeah, it's, I, it's, I just think it's, it's hard to explain. Yeah. It, but it to me, it is a it is a perfect balance of it's still a competitive, it's still a high level competitive event. But you bring in this tier system that really can rework how how some figures can get played. Like Secret Six cannot get played in that tournament because I think all of the chases are. I mean, okay, I don't say it can't be played in the tournament, but you're playing some janky version with like because King Flashes and tiers, so you're playing like what, like four King Flashes? I don't know who's doing that. Um, but it could it could open up the door for a figure like a Juggernaut or a figure like something something you may not regularly see in average everyday three hundred modern to you know have a chance to win an event. Um, I think I think the tier system is they knocked it out of the park there. And also, uh, it's this this event is not just for a master mold. Right now, the minimum pricing is a master mold and one brick of X Men Rise and Fall, and it's going to be based on attendance. So yeah, I don't know what the tiering is for the pricing because uh, I don't see it on his event. But you know, if they get a bunch of people. Rising is going to go up, and it's probably going to come down for like top four too. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to speak for uh, James Antoneros, but uh, like, just show up with your friends, take your friends to it. The more people so that, come, yeah, you can the get more, more stuff. You have fun, and the more prizing that everybody gets. Yep. So uh, I guess was there a question about my thoughts on it, or were we just talking about it? We're just talking. Oh uh, no, no, yeah, we, we, yeah, we just want to bring up a, a couple events in general. I mean, now, um, now that you mentioned it, Caleb, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I'm not going. So. Uh, well, then you're. <laughs> hey, it means anyone attending, your chance of winning just doubled. Boom. <laughs> Caleb, that was the ultimate. <laughs> I don't want to go, but I want to be invited. <laughs> that's, that's what that was. <laughs> It'd be cool to win a, to go and compete for a master mold, but I I just can't go down there. That's fair. <laughs> we got one more event that's coming up. I know Jay Major's doing one, but I can't find the event, and it's in Kentucky or Ohio, one of those states that it's I in can't, Ohio. that I can't go to. Yeah, he's also it's... doing something for Origins too um, when they come through. So that's really cool. But uh, Howard is doing something at Lucky Dice on September 11th for a Master Mold for first place and a bunch of other prizing. Second place gets a Fulcrum and a bunch of other prizing. And then he, I think he's paying out to like top eight, maybe? Maybe top 16? I don't know. I have to look at it again. But those are two big events that are happening right now. Um, there will be another tank open eventually, probably with the Master Mold in there as well as our normal booster support. That'll probably be coming up. Of Wonder gotta... Woman 80. Yeah, more Wonder Woman More 80. Wonder Woman 80 Woo! for everybody. I like how WizKids <laughs> did that to us. Totally announced the buyback date on the date before our tournament. Thanks, WizKids. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, those are the big things that are happening. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the first episode of the Clicks Attic podcast. Um, 
we're hoping to get this this rolling. We're 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 still working on it out when we're gonna do it. If it's gonna be bi-weekly or weekly. Obviously, when we come to that decision, we'll drop some we'll drop information as we can release it. I want to give a huge thank you and another shout out to our fine first guest, Mr. Caleb Reddick. Thank you. One D. Lots of fun. Thank you for being on here, man. <laughs> it's always it's always it's always good to talk licks with some with some people that you don't normally I and mean, when you it's it's hard when you host a big tournament to like grab them and sit down for an hour and just talk clicks. So this is a really great experience. Um yeah. So for for myself, your host Spencer Heim, with my lovely co-host James Manus. Brad Milburn. I wasn't going to fuck up their names twice. And that's right, folks. You heard me say the F word because this is a family-friendly show where we say fuck. Fuck.